0: Dueling Genre Productions presents...
1: Oh my god, do you see that?
0: When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with
1: my mind.
2: Oh my god, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today,
0: aren't we? Now, there are villains.
2: Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. <laughs> that way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes.
1: I'm Markowitz. Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Mindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes.
0: Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful.
2: After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine!
1: I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and
2: we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means there are our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that?
0: Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store
2: with superpowers.
1: You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs.
2: Available
0: at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character and a great story. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we are discussing Takeo Goda from the manga My Love Story. And to help with the discussion, we have returning guest, John Dorowski. Welcome back, John.
0: Thank you for having me back, especially after last time we recorded, I sprung a pun run on you. Do we have a pun run in our future tonight? No, and I can only assume that after (laughs) that incident, you're having me back either by popular demand or nepotism. (laughs) <laughs> and I have my suspicion tested, which one?
1: <laughs> ah, Well, we won't reveal. We'll let the listeners decide mm-hmm. uh, in their own hearts which one that is. Maybe different per individual <laughs> taste of the listeners. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, Producer Andrew, you'll be jumping in some more on this one. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> which is good because, as we have now established four or five times on this podcast, I don't know manga very well. Mm-hmm. And you know it better than I do, Andrew. Yes. And John, you know it better than I do. Yes. I, which one of you knows them best? I probably
2: John should. is going to know more overall, and I might have a depth in some areas, but that so, that would be it. Yeah, I, John. I, I overall, I certain. probably
0: started first and helped introduce Andrew to them. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I don't know. Yeah,
2: so there there are probably a couple areas where I will have a slightly deeper knowledge, and John certainly has a wider um, breadth of knowledge in in all the areas and deeper in most areas. <laughs> And my, oh, thank you. And my
1: knowledge is shallow and very contained in <laughs>
0: small yes. circumference. These, these, four, these four ones you've done for,
1: <laughs> yes. for the podcast. Limited
2: <laughs> is the term.
1: Yes. Uh, so My Love Story is a manga that was published between 2011 and 2016 and is a jo- Japanese romantic comedy chronicling the travails of Takeo Goda, a giant guy with a giant heart. And the petite Rinko Yamato, who would be excellent at the Great British Baking Show as they begin dating in high school. Uh, and the previous mangas that we've covered have been much more adventure and supernatural oriented or superpower oriented. Yeah.
2: So so there's been... Um, I, I have a note on this. Okay, so there was Magic, Magic Nights, Nights, Rare, which would be, I think, mostly an
0: adventure but magical girl right. category. Let me just get into this right now. So okay. I, I, I have right, this John, in your John's trivia, but let me go into this. So this is what is called a so- shojo manga. I may be mispronouncing that. We mm-hmm. do not none of us speak Japanese. We uh mostly speak romance languages, yes, which tend to s- emphasize pronouncing all this all the uh vowels and putting an emphasis on the next to last one, the uh, next to last syllable. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we're going to treat these uh we probably we some of us have watched the anime so we have some idea yeah, but yeah, I have not. Yeah, it's- so uh, so We'll if, do our best with pronunciation. Yes. So shojo manga are targeted towards teenage girls. That's, so that's why
1: we have three yes. <laughs> three adult men yes. Yes. talking about this um, shojo manga.
0: Notably. Not, no, not just an adult, Joseph. Two of us are approaching middle age. <laughs> yes, Only two of us are married. So let's talk um, about Japanese teenage romance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and notably, the
2: Japanese comic book market is very different from the American yes. comic book market where they've actually tapped the multiple quadrants yes. um, in a pretty pretty effective way. And the romantic comedy or, or straight-up romance um, category is much more impactful and significant than in American comics. Right. American comics, I mean, we could go into the comic code and why there's only superhero comics and stuff like that. But suffice to say, Japanese comics actually touch all the different quadrants, and romance comics in particular are very prevalent and very popular and make right. up... So. A, a
0: significant portion so, of Marga. My
1: quadrants are referring to male, female, and age. Uh, age. Yes. So, so. Adult
0: and, and youth. Uh, yes, All exactly. Ages. So, uh, Shoujo manga can be any genre. Uh, they tend to emphasize romance, romance and emotions and have female protagonists. And, and Shoujo references
2: so. the target audience of Girls. And this t- one t-
1: did not have a female protagonist. It has Takeo. take Yeah, so we'll t- 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 talk about t- k-
0: some of these things of how it challenges romantic comedy when we get to our discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, Magic Knight R- Night's Wraith is a shoujo manga. It was, and also, like, we do have this degree of sexism where female creators tend towards, mm-hmm. shoujo, shoujo. Uh, male towards but shoujo. But not exclusively no. Full Metal
2: Alchemist as a female. I, I want to,
0: that's something that's definitely changed in the 21st century. Yeah. But tradition, you know, you don't have a large tradition where so, so this one d- definitely felt more like a romance. I mean, it is oh, a romance. Yes, it is.
1: But Magic Knight Ray it's like the, the touchstone for Japanese culture. It felt like Sailor Moon's type uh, yes, adventure. Moon where you would also be a show. Yeah, where mm-hmm. you have uh, these female protagonists who all have powers and yeah. are fighting something bad. Yeah, so that was the Magic but, Knight Rear. That's not what we're doing today.
0: Right? No. Uh, but even in Magic Knight Earth, their emotional eternal lives was part of the plot. Mm-hmm. Shonen manga are manga for boys targeting teenage uh, so, Veggie uh, Ray Earth was episode sixty-one. Yes. If you go to episode one seventy-seven, Full Metal Alchemist, or episode ninety-five, One Piece, those are shonen manga. Mm-hmm. Okay. That tend to emphasize a lot more action and humor. Mm. Okay. So yeah, yeah. so
1: so we have, I think for American audiences who are not as familiar with it, like there's this concept of manga is just oh Japanese comic books. It's really a whole different world.
2: No, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, it is not. Really mm-hmm. at all comparable to American comic books in so, the way it is culturally accepted, mm-hmm. readily available, accessible, and expected that, and targeted, targeted
0: them. Right. Also the range of topics. I sample a lot of manga. And, and come- you're barely dipping oh, yeah. into the It's, like, well, it's also like what's accessible as translations or scanlations. Yes, I do read some mm-hmm. of these that we're just not going to get in the American market. So, like, I have come across one recently that the focus is about doing laundry. About like how do you take stains out of her? So like, now it's about the woman in her community. There's a, you know, like there's a lot more sources of drama, but the main topic is well, laundry. Yeah,
2: and then there's adventure things. There's a lot of sports ones. There's you know ice a skating, lot of school cooking. ones, right? Um, yeah.
0: So like what we're gonna talk about today there yeah. is this a, a, high school. High it? school is is kind of a very common yeah the high, setting for high school fish, slice of life comedy. Right? you know,
2: but yeah, the, there's everything in a way that if you think of comic books the way Americans think of comic books typically which is superheroes almost exclusively mm-hmm. you are going to be woefully unprepared yes. <laughs> for what what manga has to offer
0: perhaps one day here or another podcast we do a anime and w- manga 101 of what do you like how do we introduce <laughs> someone to these things yeah
1: we bring norman in for that discussion again yeah. um, all right
0: and so- and just be their target audience. There, <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> like you, you are the masters. Teach me, <laughs> uh, John. You looked up some more trivia though, yes. besides that for uh, for this episode. So, what else do you All have? Right, there? So,
0: uh, this was written by Kazune Kawahara, who has written several shoujo manga starting uh, in 1993 at the age of 18, where she made her debut. So, this is uh, when she started writing this in uh, 2011. So, nearly 20 years into her career. Uh, So, well-established. And this would be written and drawn? No. Okay. She wrote this. It was illustrated by Aruko. And don't have any information on her, uh, except that she's done some other manga. But it's also probably a pen name, which is not uncommon. Several uh, people also work under pen names, Mm -hmm. and you get some fantastic pen names (laughs) when you really get into it. Um, I love a good pen name. We can put that in there with my love of maps and, and cutaways and uh, hidden pregnancies on, yes. on sitcoms. A good well, end name. Uh, just do a brief introduction. So uh, there is uh, One Punch Man is drawn by one. one. His name. He goes by name One. Yeah. Um. True. But I, one of my favorites. Or is, I think written by. Is it? It might be written
2: by One and and drawn by somebody else.
0: Uh, we can get into that a whole different time. Yeah. Uh, but probably the best one I've come across is uh the creator of Lupin the Third, who goes by the pen name Monkey Punch.
1: Okay, that's that's okay. <laughs> right. In American Outlooks there's one artist who goes by the name Jock, and that's all he goes by. Is just Jock. Yeah, that's the
0: closest we get to it. Yeah.
1: Uh then the, like also I know Frank Whiteley is a pen name based on, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but but other than that, you don't see a ton of pen names <laughs> in American combo the American games. Uh, the history. notable Stanley. Well <laughs> <But> yes, yeah. <laughs> uh
0: so this was serialized in the Satsu Margaret magazine between October 2011 and July 2016 and collected in 13 volumes, a translation of which is available through Viz Media. Uh, one season anime adaptation aired in 2015. A uh, subtitled version is currently available on Hulu. Apparently there is a dubbed version I found out about recently. I cannot find it anywhere, but it exists. Uh, and also a live action film uh, also premiered in Japan in 2015, uh, not available in the U.S., but we hate, we can get the trailer on YouTube.
1: May I drop that trailer in the show notes if I forget. Someone remind us, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll put the link in on the Facebook fan page. All right, well, before we move on to the summary of my love story, not, you know, By my way, personal, yours, movie, yes. Right. But By the, the way,
0: this is my love story with two exclamation marks.
1: There's a lot of emotion in this. Uh, just even If you think a phrase could have exclamation points or caps or
0: a supersized font, go ahead and assume it uh, well, like, for, for this one. If, I mean, if you look at early superhero comic books, everything was had yeah, an exclamation point at the end.
1: All right, well, before we move on to the summary, uh, I'm just going to say the manga, my love story. Uh, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening and thank those of you who support us on Patreon. If you'd like to support us financially, we invite you to go to patreon.com slash protagonists and support our show with at least a dollar per month. All supporters on Patreon at any level receive access to our special quick cats, which are shorter episodes in which we break down newly released films and trailers and give updates on our fantasy box office. And we also talk talk about any new tv or uh books that we've been consuming all patrons who support us with five dollars per month or more get to choose a topic for us to discuss and i think in our february quick cast we're gonna be talking about our first potential creed 2 situation of 2019 what did we lose no, 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 it's a, that's a tease it's a tease oh. <laughs> all right i'll go ahead and reveal uh new mutants <laughs> might not even make it into oh, theaters that's right <laughs> might just make it onto hulu at this point yes. is is a current rumor <laughs> um i think that would be a
2: zero on revenue
1: Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> but
2: potentially well-reviewed.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I doubt it if they're, they're shipping it off to Hulu. <laughs> All right, John, you have written up the summary for... Uh,
0: for Is it the first six chapters of this manga? Yes, so this is the first volume and a little bit of the second volume. And uh, real quick before we get into it, since... Uh, two things. One, I forgot to mention this in the trivia. trivia. The Japanese title for this is... Ore Mono Gotare uh which a more direct translation would be it's my story Mm -hmm. uh so they adjusted it slightly for american audiences to emphasize the romance aspect and since we are talking about manga visuals are quite important so i want to paint a picture of these characters real quick so takeo goda very large muscular man so in jumanji welcome to the jungle (laughs) Dwayne the rock johnson played the avatar. For an awkward teenage boy. Mm-hmm. Picture that. <laughs> that's actually With, a,
1: combina- uh, yeah, that's yeah, a that's really good combination. Yeah.
0: Less smolder. Yes, uh, yes. Is that, that's the idea you want. Is big, muscular, awkward teenage boy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Rinko Yama- Yamato, his girlfriend, is about a quarter of his size. Yeah. By which I mean she's half as tall and half as wide as <laughs> <Yes>. he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you definitely have that contrast there. And Suna is your classic pretty boy. Yeah, especially for <laughs> Japanese media. Yes, for Japanese manga. So. Super aloof. <laughs> yes. You cannot emphasize that enough, can you?
1: No, like, I'm reading this, and like, he could not be bothered with life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, not, it's not like he
2: thinks he's better. He's just. Yeah. I, I'm just not invested in anyone else's drama. I'm not invested in my own drama. <laughs> I have I'm no gonna, drama. <laughs> I'm not going to foist my drama on
1: anyone. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's, he's he's one of the three main characters,
0: but he's almost separate from the story. Yeah. <laughs> At least in attitude, I guess. All right, so keeping those images in mind. On the day of graduation from middle school, tall, muscular Takeo Goda decides to confess to the girl he has a crush on, only to discover her confessing to his best friend, the intelligent and handsome Sunakawa Suna Mikoto. However, Suna flat out rejects her. This has been a pattern since kindergarten. Takeo would have a crush on a girl, the girl would fall for Suna, Suna would reject them. On the train ride home, they live in neighboring apartments. Suna spots a molester about to grow up a teenage girl, so Takeo grabs the pervert and forces him off the train at the next station to take him to the police. Takeo is also instantly smitten with the young woman he rescued.
1: Classic meat coot cute. <laughs> <laughs> stopping stopping a bus groping.
0: So this is a cliche in uh Japanese stories. Uh you'll you'll come across this enough that it is a cliche. I don't know how much it's based on real life or it's just based on a fear right. of this happening. Uh-huh. Japan also uh, some of the trains are like, very crowded. Yeah. So um When the pervert tries victim-blaming, claiming her short short skirt meant she wanted to be inappropriately touched, Takeo punches him in the face and shouts, Don't say stupid crap like that, you pathetic excuse of a man. (laughs) The appropriate response for anyone practicing victim-shaming. But this assault gets Takeo suspended from school.
1: Because he did it right in front of a cop. Yes, The cop was there arresting the pervert when the pervert said that, and Takeo punched him.
0: So... Uh, While Suna is dropping off the day's notes, the girl, Yamato Rinko, who goes to a nearby girls-only school, shows up with a homemade cheesecake to thank them. But, sensing the pattern, Takeo thinks she only has eyes for Suna. Yamato accidentally leaves her phone behind, and they agree to meet again so it can be returned. Trying to be a good wingman, Takeo forces Suna to come along. Agreeing to meet again after that, Suna declares that she seems like a nice girl. The first time Takeo can remember him complimenting a girl. (laughs) Uh, Because he's above everything. Yeah, so (laughs) just leading more into his confusion that... He's like, I have to get them together. Yes. Uh, The next time they meet, a steel girder from a construction site falls towards Yamato. (laughs) Takeo rushes and catches the girder while Asuna protects Yamato. This leads Takeo to think... This is why I will never be the prince. <laughs> I went for the girder first, not the girl. <laughs> <laughs> After this second rescue, Yamato asked me. Oh, oh to-
1: well, well, I think there's one important thing here: is Takeo's holding up this girder, <laughs> and he's struggling to like this thing's going to crush me. And Suna and Yamato together help him with it. Like she yeah, yeah. she gets involved in helping solve the problem yes. of this yeah, girder, yeah, so moving it yeah. away. Yeah.
0: So yes, yeah, so they all do help move it aside but yes, Takeo does catch it in midair. I mean, yeah, this is a yeah.
1: superhuman event. I, I said this one is not a superpowered manga. That was uh, a, a moment where his mutant gene manifested <laughs> short-term at least to give him super
0: strength. After this second rescue, Yamato asks to meet Takeo alone. Thinking she wants some romantic advice, he continues to talk up Suna. For, for pursuing Suna. Yeah, he continues to talk up Suna, <laughs> only for Yamato to start crying and leave. Takeo confronts Suna about this, and Suna explains that No, she likes you. <laughs> then Yamato arrives to get romantic advice from Suna. Takeo hides under the bed, and Suna gets Yamato to confess that she likes Takeo. And this is this is Suna's plan, not
2: Takeo's yes. plan. Takeo is one hundred percent convinced that it's it's all about Suna. Yeah.
1: And Suna's and like until, No, you
2: stay here and I will get her to say yeah, And this she... is
1: as active as Suna gets yes. Yes. in the Suna's story. Takeo hide about. under the bed and listen. This yeah. is this is my manipulating my friends to getting yes. together. It's so, not like a much do about nothing plot going on here. So it's, it's, for
0: the for the image, <laughs> she's sitting on the bed during this confession, and then Takeo lifts the bed up from underneath <laughs> and confesses that he's like Yamato since they first met, and they're making googly eyes. And Suna goes back to his desk and studies.
1: And because this is manga, like these are real googly eyes. Oh, yeah. it, it's it's we not will,
0: like we will yeah. talk about the art style of shoujo manga. <laughs> yeah, in a moment. So they begin dating, which usually involves meeting in a nearby park to share her latest baked treat. And Yamato makes a very elaborate cake to thank Suna. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) One night while walking Yamato home, Takeo, seeking to treasure and protect her, assures Yamato that he will not touch her without permission, not even lay a finger on her, until they are adults. Meanwhile, Suna's sister, Ai is visiting from college.
1: And just, we're not a hundred percent sure on that pronunciation of IE.
0: It's, it's A-I.
1: just, it's just the letter a and the letter I in our English so, translation of this. So.
0: Surprised not to see Takeo with Suna. She has been informed that Takeo now has a girlfriend. So there's a sh- scene in Shakespeare's much ado about nothing. Episode 62. <laughs> when the men are trying to convince Benedict that Beatrice is in love with him. And Claudio states that she's up 20 times a night and trying to write these letters and says, then she falls down uh, upon her knees, weeps, sobs, beats her heart, tears her hair, prays, curses, oh, sweet Benedict, God, give me patience. And this is pretty much how the sister reacts to this news.
1: This is really dramatic. Uh, I want to come back to talk about this after we finish yeah, the summary. Very dramatic. Uh,
0: so I falls to the floor, weeping, as she has had a crush on Takeo for years and was just waiting for him to graduate from high school. So their age difference wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. So she's like starting college, so she's four years old. Uh, she's about three years older. Than three three or, three or four. So like yeah. Uh and she says at one point, like uh like trying to explain to her brother, like if we were dating, I would have been starting high school, he would have been starting middle school. And that's that's that's, yeah, nice. like, you that's not very we can But in college like it is. doesn't matter. Yeah, so like as soon as he graduates high school, we would have been clear.
1: And uh Suno, that's the name, right? Suna. 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 He is like Confused at his sister's reaction yes. I enjoy yes. Because not only is she Like Starts crying immediately When he says That she has a girlfriend Then she starts yelling She's probably leading him on Takeo's really dense He never landed a girlfriend Who'd go out With that old fashioned gorilla And Suna is like So Do you like him or not? <laughs> like I can't get a read so, On You're insulting him a lot In this rant right now But you seem pretty upset That he's dating someone yeah. else
0: <laughs> um, As aloof as Suna is Yeah The sister is the opposite Yeah She is passionate about everything Yes yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and then, like she, she starts going on again about like, like she needs to see the girl. And then she also just like goes on tangent. I bet he still looks like a dork. Does he still have that weird hairstyle? And soon is like, are you sure you like him? Like, are you do you really like him? Because all you're doing is insulting him. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: That same night, Yamato prepares a text to confess something to, to K.O., then deletes it and bakes. <laughs> I not marijuana
1: reference (laughs) she's (laughs) literally baking goods (laughs) (laughs) i I was not
0: kidding about that great british baking (laughs) show Show reference there's a lot
1: of like like i feel like but i feel like british baking show influenced this somehow (laughs) but i don't know if it actually did but i'm just saying like in some teenage comedies if you said someone stopped doing what they were doing and baked it would have a different connotation (laughs) correct
0: So, I connives to meet Yamato during the next date. She confronts Yamato about what she likes about Takeo, to which she basically responds that she can't put it into words. She just likes him. When Takeo is asked what she, he likes about Yamato, he states that he likes everything about her. But if he had to pick one thing, it's how pure she is. There's a little problematic. <laughs> <laughs> but something is obviously bothering well, Yamato. Well, if you're, if
2: you're dealing with, like, purity in, like, a
0: virginal yeah. context...
2: Yeah. I think I think he means purity of intent. Like she pure is. heart. Yes. She's pure yeah. hearted She
1: is genuine. She is authentic. Yeah. She is. Yeah. It, but it, has intent. She's just want to be be well aware of the pedestal placement. <laughs> yes. That's why you know he's heading towards that, putting her on the pedestal where she can't be a
0: human. Right. But something is obviously bothering Yamato because she had, had used salt instead of sugar in her she latest was, cookies. She was distracted. But was distracted by something. But Takeo still eats. his yeah. still eats says, all of them. I, I like sweet stuff. I like salty stuff. Give them to <laughs> me. <laughs> And I is convinced that, uh, not only is, uh, Yamato hiding something, she could be cheating on Takeo. Mm-hmm. She could have another boyfriend. And this is around the moment where I knew I was invested in this story. When, uh, this issue comes up, I'm like, you can't do this to Takeo. He deserves <laughs> happiness. You can't like, Takeo doub- has been nothing but yeah. noble. You cannot be double typing." <laughs> and so this is why I knew that the story had me hooked. Um, Takeo feels pretty dense that he can't figure out what is bothering Yamato, and even tries reading teen magazines to get a clue, <laughs> until I offers to confront, uh, Yamato and get to the bottom of it. In confronting Yamato, who admits that she is not a, as good a girl as Takeo thinks. After listing Takeo's attractive attributes, his beautiful skin, his eyebrows and size burns, his sexy hands, all with Yamato, I enthusiastically agree. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yamato admits that She really wants to hold Takeo's hand. That's what's bothering her. When Takeo is told this, he dashes off and, finding Yamato, takes her hand in the most awkward way possible. (laughs) They eventually figure out how to hold hands like a couple. Now that Yamato has a boyfriend, her friends ask her to have a mixer so they can meet some boys. When they meet, the girls are surprised by Takeo. He is not what they were expecting. During the mixer, two of the girls go to use the facilities. When they don't return for a while, Yamato and Takeo go to check on them, only to overhear them badmouthing Takeo. Yamato runs out crying, and Takeo, Takeo comforts her when suddenly a fire breaks out in the restaurant, which is on the third floor. Almost everyone gets out except those two girls. Takeo runs in, busting down doors, gets one out, goes back for the other, and gets her to safety, but is himself trapped by falling debris. Trapped in a burning building, Takeo thinks his luck really had been too good recently, finding a girl (laughs) like Yamato, resigning himself to this karma. He receives a call from Suna saying that Yamato is trying to run in after you, so could you get down here already? (laughs) And like Spider-Man in the classic Amazing Spider-Man number 33, Takeo digs deep and shrugs off the debris, (laughs) then leaps out of the third story window, lands in a power crouch. Gives a thumbs up. <laughs> Reunited with Yamato, her friends now realize why Takeo is so cool. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. the end yeah, of this section. Yeah, yeah
2: the, for, for
0: our story. Yes. Yeah. This goes on. So, like I said, this is first volume and part of the second. Out of and there 13. Are 13. So, mm-hmm. we're just scratching the surface of the story. And I will have to say, I'm a little embarrassed by how long I took on that summary after listening to Todd's summary of Don Quixote <laughs>
1: Todd went right through a lot of Don Quixote yeah that was that
0: was <laughs> masterful summary there
1: <laughs> uh, no that was that was a great summary and I, I think you hit all the all the beats that we needed for this um, as I was reading it, there were a couple times and again the only manga I've ever read are for this podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I know there are people who are heavily invested in the manga scene. Yeah. You, it's never been a fandom that I've engaged with. Yeah. You um, haven't been
2: exposed to 13 volumes in total
1: of yeah. manga. Yes. And I appreciate that this has a massive audience worldwide. It has a massive audience particularly in Asia, but also there are Americans who just delve into it. Before I threw through reading this, I just thought, maybe manga is not for me. Like, cause I just wasn't feeling like connected, but then more than once, like every time I was having that thought, I turned the page and there'd be an emotional beat or like, Oh, that one hit me. Okay. I got <laughs> yeah. This one works for me. But then there were others where I don't know if it's the art style, like just how dramatic IE was. Like, that's what I was like. This is not.
0: Yeah. Like. So the part of this, this is, is shoujo manga art style is different from shonen manga, which, which you must have. I considered. haven't experienced any yeah. Sojo. and I can say, having
2: watched the anime episodes of the anime that cover the same content that was more straightforward and familiar. So I was more comfortable with that and that worked very effectively for me. I didn't have any questions. And then looking at the the manga that John brought over, I was like, Oh, this art style is different. This doesn't strike me in the same way. I would rather go back to the more familiar, like a full um, metal media. Well, the more familiar medium for the anime where, you know, the animation was, no different than usual it,
0: it was a Whereas good, the art a style in the manga animation. is
2: is different and unusual for me and so i would have to yeah. like really get used to it and so i'm i'm intending to watch the rest of the anime and i don't know if i'm as
0: much intending one to of the, read the manga yeah. because it's just not my style one of the big differences with the manga is you don't have a lot of, as much background mm-hmm. as you would get in a lot of other manga so you have a lot of empty backgrounds or they will change the art style or do something in the background that reflects the character's mood. It's a lot more about their inner life and reflecting that, especially Goda. They have a lot of shots of Takeo Goda. Um, when he's giving an emotional reaction, and they will change the art style or change the background to reflect what he's feeling. Right. Um, and going back to your comment, Joseph, about how, uh, you could turn a page and suddenly be invested again. I just mentioned that that moment when, uh, Yamato says, like, I'm not the good girl that he, that Takeo thinks she is. Like, that's the moment where I knew I was hooked. Mm-hmm. When I knew I was fully invested. Is the moment when she says, "I just want to hold Chaos' hand." I'm like, oh, "But he said he wouldn't." So- but he said he wouldn't touch yeah. me. But it's like, "Oh, you guys are so innocent. I really want you to work <laughs> it out." Yeah. <laughs> and that's the moment I knew. Oh, I'm invested in this whole series now to see what happens with them.
2: Yeah, and so I, I, I definitely understand Joseph's yeah. take on it. You know, and this one might not be. You know the one that that works no. for you, and mm-hmm. it's and it, I think especially as like an American comic book reader, it's a, a tough transition because the art style is different from most manga and very different from the American style because the most most of the Shonen stuff is much
0: closer to American yeah. style. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Well, also there's a uh, beginning in the '80s. There was a lot more influence of manga in American art, mm-hmm. and some vice versa. But, but that was, it was probably all, still Shonen. It and, was all the action stuff. And yeah. So. Uh, actually, the artist for Rowan and Kenshin, but she saw uh he was heavily influenced by Jim Lee, and so much so he ripped off some designs later yeah on. yeah he
2: he loved x men stuff, and he talks about that, and, yeah, and rips things off a lot mm. so, yeah, um, so this is a different a different category, yes,
1: yeah, altogether, so like one of the moments with that, I was like, oh okay i this is working for me now that I, I think it, it kind of skimmed over in the summary because it just kind of flies by real quick, is um, at the beginning we see this kind of like backstory where Takeo's like, I always fall in love with the girls. They're always in love with Suna. And then he always just says to them. And he breaks their heart. <laughs> I, I'm not interested. And then...
0: Had, let me say, I didn't get into the summary. There's a reason for that in that all these girls that... Well, is this what just is, just is what I'm doing? saying. This is where
1: yeah. like, oh, their friendship, like, it deepens yeah, their friendship. Suna, is, Suna really
2: is good. And this yeah. is one of the few times you get a, a, a deep look. So, Joseph, explain the...
1: Yeah, so, so I mentioned like Suna just comes across as extremely aloof in in so much of this that I didn't understand their friendship okay. or why I should care about their friendship. And then um, there there comes a point I can't remember it's in the first volume or in the second um, that that we were looking at where um, Takeo asks about that and Suna just oh, like why do you break all these girls' hearts yeah. like mm-hmm. every every school year. And he Just says, Well, I always heard them talking bad about you and friend. I wouldn't want to go out with a girl who yeah, doesn't like my friends, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And so you get this sense it's like, Oh, Suna is as good a friend as Takeo is, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, in, 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 a, in a different way. They they really complement each other, and Suna's as committed to Takeo as Takeo is to Suna, and it's just manifested in a different way because one's the big, early guy and one's the handsome guy.
0: <laughs> um, but we should say the. Big burly guy is also the emotional one. Yes, <laughs> he yeah. is
1: very big on. Okay, so oh uh, uh, yes, if if Suna is the aloof one, uh, Takeo is the overly dramatic one. Like yes. everything is life or death. Everything is full commitment from Takeo. Yes. If he is doing something, he is doing it at 100 miles per hour. Yeah, um, he's he's a, and if he doesn't want to do something, he's doing something else that he wants to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's pretty much like he's fully invested in everything. And um, a lot of what. When I say he's fully invested in everything, like, he's giving his all. A lot of it is just really um, selfless acts yes. where he's trying yeah. to help people. Like, like a the, lot
2: of nobility. Yes. To, to the point where it's, it's a point where, like, all the girls fawn over Suna and all the guys are looking at Takeo. It's like, you are so manly. You're so, you know, yeah. you're, you're such a noble guy. You're, you're uh-huh. a man's man. Yeah. And, and so all the guys are like, Takeo, you're so great. And all the girls are saying, Suna, you're so handsome.
1: Um, there's one moment where, like, we they're looking for Takeo and they find him and he's climbing up a tree to get a cat down and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "This cat's stuck in a tree."
0: <laughs> and he, he kind of scratching his face. Yeah, 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 and he like, "I'm rescuing the cat." Yeah, uh, because that's that's what. He yeah, because he
2: always does the kind things. He always does the nice things. Yeah,
0: and so this is part of why Takeo does work as a romantic figure. Not just that he is in touch with his emotions. But he has that nobility, that kindness. He, he, he goes for the girder. He, <laughs> uh, and he does truly treasure Yamato, not just because she likes him back for once. <laughs> um, he does truly want to protect her. Yeah, he and he was, he was 100% invested, 100 miles per
2: hour invested in, I'm going to be the best wingman I can possibly yeah. be. And I'm going to get my friend to finally like a girl because mm-hmm. she seems really great and I want her to be happy,
1: and she seemed, I think she likes him. And so, those two being happy would give him happiness. Yes. yes. Even though he romantically likes the girl, he would get as much joy from seeing his yes. friends be happy together. Or at least he's willing
2: to accept that that's his lot in life. Yeah, yeah. He, he was ready to commit to that. He's like, it's going to be tough, but I can do it because it'll make them happy, and that makes me happy.
0: So this brings up one of the points I want to make, and this is going to reference The Good Place. Uh, I think I can say this without spoiling anything, but if you want to avoid spoilers, skip ahead 30 seconds a minute. Um, so in the third season finale, Eleanor asks. Oh, you're spoiling it. Yes, <laughs> no, I, I can quote this without spoiling. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just going to say a few lines. So I think I can say this without spoiling. Uh, what is the point of love if it's just going to disappear? And how is it worse not to love anybody? There has to be meaning to existence. Otherwise, the universe is just made of pain. And I don't like the thought of that. And that's the idea that the universe pain. That's actually kind of what Takeo's state is at this first chapter. He's very stoic about it, mm-hmm. but he's kind of accepting, like, I'm not going to have happiness. I'm not going to find love. And he has this deep pain that is really hidden. Yeah, because he's internally
2: a very romantic character. Yeah. He wants the idea of romantic love.
0: Right. And so Janet's response to this is, since nothing seems to make sense when you find something or someone that does it's euphoria. And I think euphoria is a good way to describe the and Yamato's relationship mm-hmm. that they found each other and over the top <laughs> happy yeah, yeah. with each other.
1: Yeah. And I mean, uh, I don't know if this is just where we have different cultures telling, uh, telling stories that are in the same genre, but like in, in American romantic comedies, like, the big finale is them getting together. Yeah. You said this goes on for 13 volumes. They are together by, like, chapter two of the first volume. Yes.
2: And, and so, like, when I was watching the, the anime, it's, like, two or three episodes to get to the point where they're together. Right. And,
1: and then you're like, and how much is I'm left like, of this? Oh, <laughs> cool.
2: okay. Well, that makes me really happy because I was expecting a really long drawn out thing where he's playing wingman and he's doing yeah like the Jib and Pam in the the, office will they won't they for five years or or three years but you two need to get together when are you going to understand and then it's like oh they they just kind of skip it
0: or that they would have some sort of romantic triangle for a while between Suna but they really cleaned
2: that up quickly and then I was like I am not less satisfied in fact I am enjoying this more I think than I would have enjoyed the tension and the drama you know just kind of enjoying the pleasant experience of them being together.
1: Is, but, but, my, my question is how are there 13 more volumes of just them being together? <laughs> well,
0: there are challenges that come up. To okay. All right. <laughs> um, but this actually brings up one of the questions I wanted to address. Uh, and part of this will be based on your experience with Hallmark films and such. How does this adhere to tropes of romantic comedy and how does it go against or subvert the tropes? One is that you have the male protagonist instead of a female protagonist. You, usually yeah. romantic comedy is going to follow the female. They're, they're together very early in the story. Okay. So another one is yes, we don't have mm-hmm. this will they, won't they or if this was a tour. Yeah, How is this going to work out? Yeah. The, the, the film act is three is with, get yeah, the and end. the denouement is the, you yeah. know, with their hands so after. That's one aspect that subverts it.
2: I mean, there, obviously there's the meet cute, which is a fairly standard <laughs>
0: I, don't know if I mean is not, a this, not, not this not this
2: as a standard one, but
0: a meat cute. No, ah. th- actually, there I would say that uh the man coming to the rescue of the damsel in distress yeah. mm-hmm. is a trope. Yes in yes. romantic copies.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm um, try- I mean he's not Okay, so like like what are their characteristics? Well, um the the friend is the pretty boy, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. uh, our our protagonist is the kind of uh, I mean, I guess that, like the the slightly socially awkward. That's not out of oh, the realm well, of romantic no, comedies. It,
0: but it's, it's usually the girl is yeah. the one that's a little bit socially awkward. He is the jock, and yeah. he, often you know another trope would be that yeah. is the girl has to choose between the jock and the pretty boy, and the
1: jock's the wrong choice. It was often the yeah, jocks, often the wrong the jock. often jocks often are usually wrong the wrong choice. Yeah.
0: and so. They avoid that completely. Just like, no, these guys are best friends. Yeah, like there's no rivalry between. Yeah, them.
1: Yeah, there's no love triangle between these yes. between these two. The sister may be introducing mm-hmm. some some love triangle. But so between this this trio that we have, there's no love triangle yeah. Um, aspect. Yeah, so there's no romantic competition. Right. No. Even though no, even though Takeo not thinks at this there point. is. <laughs> yeah,
0: he yeah. thinks there is, but, but there's not. <laughs> yeah, there's not a competitor. Uh, romantic competitors do show up in later volumes. <laughs> okay. Um well and and
1: so the guy, like we said, he's the jock, but he's also he he's not emotionally distant, he's yeah. very demonstrative, he confesses his love very e- eagerly yeah. <laughs> and and
0: instantly well also like <laughs> his kindness and his charity yeah is yeah so you won't I usually find the jock character, yeah, I'd say that's a subversion even for for a western masculine
2: mm-hmm. character, yeah, um. in in any romantic comedy to say you know they have to express their emotions and cry a lot
1: yeah yeah like takeo cries about his friendship with suna not not just about oh you know i'm so in love or oh i'll never get the love i want his friendship with suna makes him emotionally you know break down and cry about how good you know what good friends they are yeah and and so that's not i don't think that fits into the typical
0: romantic comedy well you would in the typical romantic comedy, if it was spoken as the female character, she would have her best friend who she could commiserate with, and mm. Suna kind of plays that role, except but, that it's the two men. Yeah, in this case, but yeah,
2: in a, in a lot of I think American or Western romantic comedies, a lot of the tension is around the male character not expressing their feelings and mm. not embracing their feelings and trying to deny their feelings and trying to, you know put off their feelings, like, no, I don't feel this way. Which, in a way, it's kind of mirroring that and subverting it, because it mirrors it in that Takeo yeah. intends to not acquiesce to his feelings. yeah, um, And he, he intends to play the wingman. But then it it subverts it because he is embracing his feelings all the time, and he is emotional, and he, he gives them credence, I will say- and then says, I'm going to counteract that whereas in an American one they just deny it. They and deny the, that they have
0: He actually a, is a weird mix because he is overly emotional but at other moments he can be quite stoic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he has that obviously that mix for an interesting dynamic makes him an interesting character. Yeah. I,
2: but he doesn't seem like he's denying that he has the feelings, which yeah. I think in, in an American romantic comedy the man would be denying the this feelings. Is, it's like no, I don't care about This
0: her. isn't Ron Swanson here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, I don't I don't care. I don't actually have feelings. I don't I don't love you. And that's not what's going on here. It's it's more like I love you but mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't fit the scenario.
0: Now, in in his view. One thing that might also reflect this uh tr- tropes of romantic comedy or problems with romantic comedy, I do think Yamato at least in this first part is underwritten. She is mm-hmm. just defined by her relationship with Takeo. And baking. And baking. Yeah. And so she <laughs> uh at, at least at this point. But like, she's okay. not fully developed.
1: If, right I, if I like, if we were going to say, what is her personality in these first volume and a half? I don't. Cheery. Yeah. Kind. Yeah, yeah she's, Cheery she's kind. nice. Positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but that's I not mean, her. devoted. She, she is, like, committed to Takeo and, you know, is upset with her friends for saying bad things about him. And she's definitely more committed to him than to but her friends. That's still... That she's
0: defined by her relationship. Yeah, not yeah. that she can stand on her own. Yeah. And that's but, just a... Sort of, And that's just in this first volume. This is only five or six chapters in. Right. And and
1: Takeo is the protagonist. We get a lot more sense of who he is as a character. Yeah. And then also his relationship with his best friend, which we get like a lot of backstory on that. And whereas we're seeing this other relationship begin. And in, mm-hmm. in this you know at this point and this character has been this this uh, you know uh, what's her name Yamato? Yamato Yamato is introduced you know into mm-hmm. his life whereas like we're we're yeah. getting a lot filled in about Takeo and and mm-hmm. Suna uh, and, and we're we as an audience just like they are are just now learning about Yamato so I, I'm not I, knowing that there's so much more I'm not too mm-hmm. concerned about about that imbalance but it it is a little weird to feel like I understand Takeo so much more than than Yamato
0: yeah. Now, I, I, even with that, like, I do feel it's a shortcoming. I when the thing the writer does really well, I think, is capture that tone of a high school romance, that first blush of your first love, mm-hmm. where everything is of monumental importance. Where, yeah. the, like, if you do the slightest misstep, you're like, "Oh, they're going to break up with me," and that's like what Yamto's worried about. Is like, I want to hold his hand, but if I admit that, he's going to hate me because he I'll talks be. about how pure yeah, I like, am. And so, like, if I do this one misstep. Everything's going to, all our happiness is going to fall Like apart. Like
2: Joseph said, he puts me on a pedestal. I don't want to fall off the pedestal.
0: Yeah. yeah. and But I think that is a fairly good reflection of high school love or first love. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah. Like, um, I, as I was reading along and, and, you know, before I found some of those moments where I like, I'm just like, I, I thought he's really overdramatic and a little bit dumb. And then I thought, well, <laughs> yeah, the, well <laughs> he's, in, he's in his first year of high
0: school. <laughs> and, but also it's not just, uh. He, you know he doesn't study because yeah. he's the jock, but also like when it comes to having a girlfriend, he feels dense. And I will say, like if you're a high school boy, you're gonna feel that way, yeah. Yeah. or you should. So, so well, and it doesn't necessarily change a lot as we grow older. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all the women out there know that when it comes to romantic relationships, we might be a little dense. Might you might need to work with us a little bit to help us understand what the problem is. But he. Doesn't have a lot of
2: insecurity after the initial. No. Um, once they're Once together, they're together, he's... he doesn't have the insecurity. Yeah. She does. Well, like, Whereas it's... he had all the insecurity at first. Yeah. And she was putting forth all the effort. Like she accidentally left her phone. Yeah. So we so should, have, we should have mention have that excuse. this is a
0: relationship built on lies. Yes.
2: Which <laughs> she, she, she admits to him at some point. It's like, I lied so that I could keep seeing you. And I could I left my phone so that I'd have an excuse to see you again. Um, and things like that. I
0: said I got your address from the policeman. No, I saw your uniform, and I went to your school. And And
2: asked asked her, I I stalked you. (laughs) And so there is that. And so she is putting all the effort in at the beginning, and he has all the insecurity where it's like, well, she couldn't possibly like me. And then after they are together, she has more insecurity, and he has almost no insecurity Mm -hmm. about it. He's like, well, I have a girlfriend. I care about her. She cares about me. What's to worry about? Yeah. (laughs) You know, except that my karma is too good. So I'm probably going to
1: die in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like uh, just talking about that, that insecurity and, and the lack of it, like when they see her friends from school and they're, they're talking about how um Takeo's not what they expected because she had said he was so good looking and said so nice. And they just got like, he just looks like a big bore of a man. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
2: he's just, he's a really big guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> um, and, and so then Yamato runs away and, Takeo runs after her and she's saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, what What are you sorry for? And she says, my friend said those awful things. She must feel so hurt. I'm so sorry. And he's like, it didn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she's like, like, He's like, that but, is kind of how I think about myself. <laughs> yeah. and, and then he just says, there's all sorts of people in the world. And that's fine. <laughs> that's yeah. how I met you because we're, we're different people, but we're great together. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I, I don't need your friend's approval <laughs> is basically what he's saying. He's like, I, yeah. don't, I don't care what other people think about me. I care what you think about me. Yeah, because I care. you still like me? Yeah, <laughs> and, and like he's like he seems genuinely confused that she's apologizing for what her friend said. He's like, you didn't say those things. Why would I? Like, yeah. why would that affect us?
0: Well, so I think that might be the male mentality versus female mentality. Uh, yeah, if your guy friends. Say something bad about you. You're, n- you're gonna. You're not gonna feel bad about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the issues of like when we when we talked about the movie Mean Girls, we, we had some guys on to help us explain to us some of the adolescent teenage yeah. girl uh, drama that I like Todd and I just were unfamiliar <laughs> with. <laughs> so yeah, there may be, there may be some of that going on um, as well. But I, I I do also like think sincerely like he's concerned about what she thinks, not yeah. what her friends think. You know, yeah. there, there's that part
2: too. Yeah. um, But I don't think he he doubts what she thinks. He's pretty confident. Like, well, she likes me. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not I'm not going to worry about what if she doesn't or we yell. I love you at each other in all caps pretty regularly. (laughs) Um, It's like she likes me and I've told her, you know, all the embarrassing stories. She seems to still like me um, because he was trying to talk up Suna and all his stories that were trying to puff up Suna. He's like, all these stories are embarrassing for me. (laughs) Oh, well, I I, like it doesn't matter because they make him look good.
1: Yeah, it's about how I did something embarrassing and Suna made me feel better. Yeah, it's like um, I
2: when we were like little kids in kindergarten, I peed my pants and Suna laughed at me. But then he poured water on both of us so that nobody would know. Yeah, Yeah. he spilled a bucket on both of us and nobody knew. So he was the only one who like laughed at me. And that's when I realized that we were going to be good friends because he he was he he had my back.
1: One thing that's set up pretty well. Um, I thought just like from a narrative point of view is you get hints of the red and blue ogre story, but you don't get the story until, I I mean, this is early on in a 13 uh, volume epic. But for this one volume, like you get hints and you're like, kind of like, what is this story about the ogres from kindergarten? Yeah,
2: there's some sort of, there's some sort of red and blue ogre fairy tale
1: thing. From, from, From their youth. Uh, you know, some performance they did in kindergarten. And there comes a point where crying, uh, Yama, uh, Takeo is yelling, Suna, you really are like the blue ogre. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and and it
2: like, goes back know. to how he views the
1: situation. Yeah. And I, I want to read the text of the, this ogre story that's in here that they performed when they were, Uh, in kindergarten and Takeo was the red ogre and Suna was the blue ogre and it says once upon a time the kind red ogre lived in the mountains all alone. The red ogre wanted to be friends with humans but the humans were too scared of him so they all avoided him. His friend, the blue ogre, noticed how depressed he was, so he came up with this idea. He'd rampage through the village so the red ogre could defeat him. If the red ogre did that, then the humans would think differently about him and become his friend. The blue ogre went to the village and ran wild while trying not to hurt the humans. The red ogre pretended to defeat him. The blue ogre pretended to be defeated and ran away. Uh, After that, the villagers trusted the red ogre and he was able to visit them. He made human friends and had a happy life. But one day, the red ogre wondered where the blue ogre had gone. He hadn't seen his friend since that day in the village, so he decided to go visit him. He went over the mountain through the valley and he finally reached the blue ogre's house, but the blue ogre wasn't there. The blue ogre had gone away, leaving behind a letter for the red ogre. It said that since the red ogre had become friends with humans, the blue ogre had to stay away from him or it would make the humans suspicious. That's why he left without saying a word." And then Yamato's crying, Uh, that's so sad. And and it's like, for the first time, Takeo realizes, right, but isn't it (laughs) it amazing? (laughs) But it is sad, but it's kind of amazing that the Blue Ogre was such a wonderful guy. And that's you, Suna. You're the Blue Ogre. You're a wonderful guy. Which uh, it's another one of those where like okay I understand their relationship a little bit more. Whereas uh, yeah. at, at the very beginning it's kind of like why are they even friends, <laughs> these two because they mm-hmm. seem so different. Yeah, uh, you know the small, smaller slider, uh, pretty boy Suna, and the giant, uh, kind of kind of uh, bull in a china but shop but of a man. When uh, you say? A little it's also
0: quiet. He likes to study. Likes to yeah. read. Like he's, he is
1: Takeo's. I, you don't see him engage with
0: anybody
2: else.
1: No, yeah. he never initializes conversations. Well. Except his sister. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, like, that's it. It's, yeah. it's his sister and Takeo. Like, who is he
1: talking to? Nobody. Yeah. Um. But, but that was another one of those where, like, okay, I got
0: pulled in a little bit more to the
1: story. Like, okay, I can see. I can see more of what's yeah. going on here.
0: Yeah, and I, uh, that uh, yeah. fairy tale was one of the moments where they really bring the emotion into the story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. it's. There's just this different art style from the traditional American
1: comics that we're familiar with. But there's these giant word balloons where it's just yelling. The blue ogre's too kind. He's incredible. Suna is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, any final thoughts that you uh, you want to touch on on this? I mean, do we cover all the characters? inadequate detail. I think mean, the only one that we haven't really touched on as much, I mean we said at this point we don't get a ton about
0: Yamato. We haven't touched on Ai, and uh, she's not a main part of the story. She does show up a few it more times. like she just kind of this. But she's not a. these three are the main characters. Okay. the main cast we're following. But uh like but we grasp Takeo and
2: Suna, yeah, pretty adequately. I think so.
0: Yeah. Um I want to bring up one thing that's in a later volume. Uh, so we're not getting here, and it's actually about Takeo's parents. Uh, Takeo is a, very much an odd amalgamation of his two parents. His mom uh, is short, but very strong. She used to be a pro wrestler. Or no, she was an amateur wrestler, not a pro wrestler. Uh, <laughs> that was hinted at. Like, we yeah. saw an image of her as a wrestler. Um, at one him point, she, uh, well, it's a little later in volume, Two. she uh, informs Takeo that she's pregnant. And She says, it's not going to be a problem. When I was uh, in labor with you, I carried another woman who was in labor into the (laughs) room, and I was fine. (laughs) Um, And his dad is tall and classically handsome. And you kind of wonder how did, like, the mother's very homely, so you kind of wonder, how did they get together exactly? Uh Uh, And uh, the dad tells the story of when he fell in love with the mom, and they were both working in an office, and they were having an office party. And the, the mom was going around making sure everyone was served, that everyone was taken care of. And that's is, and that's the moment when I fell in love with her when I that's saw her taking care of others, the
1: kindness. Yeah,
0: and we see that inherited into Ko. Right. Yeah, but uh,
1: both the strength of the mom and the kindness of the mom yes. are, are on display right there. <laughs> and the height of the dad, and also the instant falling in love <laughs> that the dad had with yep. them. <laughs> yep. it gets that romantic side. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you, John, for coming on as a guest and Andrew for stepping in a bit more on this one. And thank you listeners for joining us for show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows. You can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice. And please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We would like to thank Nick English, who designed our logo, and Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. If you enjoyed this episode, you might want to go listen to some of the other episodes when we talked about manga. Uh, They were already mentioned on here, but we talked about Magic Knight's Rayearth and Episode number sixty-one. And we talked about One Piece in episode number ninety-five, and we talked about Full Metal Alchemist in episode number one seventy-seven. We've also touched on a couple animes. I don't have those uh, those numbers here, but we we have talked about uh, Roroni Kenshin. Roroni Kenshin, and we did an anime special with uh, yes.
2: with, with Norman from uh, <laughs> uh, Lord of the
1: Rings man. from the Lord of the Rings Minute, which was uh, a lot of fun to do that one. You can suggest stories or characters for us to discuss or give us any comments or corrections by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com We're also on Twitter. You can follow at protagonistpod and at Jay Durowski, and our producer Andrew is at this minute and our Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash protagonistpodcast We have really good conversations there with our listeners and would love for you to say hello anytime If you would like to support the show financially you can buy a topic for us to discuss or show your appreciation with a monetary donation by going to patreon.com slash protagonist Thank you again for listening and we will be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story so long
0: surprise <laughs> sorry
2: I'm getting a little cold <laughs> and we're all, we're all my <laughs> out <corner. laughs> <Just laughs> the water with that Tinkling of the water
0: make it to this microphone? Probably. Okay. okay. It's a it's a <laughs> largely sensitive microphone. <laughs>